Hello, my friends. I am so excited to be back. Welcome to the podcast this week, Courageously Unapologetic. I feel like it's like this combined collective overall feeling of even though it's not the pure truth, even though it is not the reality in my soul, I feel like me, myself, and the sisters that I believe are listening and like feel these episodes and have always felt them and connected. It's like there was just like a break and some time of searching, connecting, healing, um, getting clarity on things. And so it's like bringing this back with a new clarity of it's a brand new year, the feelings, the conversations, the breakthroughs, and feeling rested and feeling rejuvenated. And like, that's my, that's my hope and my wish for everybody. It's like, take the time to rest, celebrate the rest, do these things. And then what is coming out of that? What new realizations, what new ideas? Um, so I want to share this with you because a couple weeks ago I shared over on Instagram, um, every Sunday I take some kind of time for myself and I've always done this for years, 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 like, but sometimes it was 10 minutes. Sometimes it was two hours. Sometimes it was entire days. There have been times where it's an entire night and I have stayed in a hotel, right? Like there's been so many different levels to it, but, um, I shared the other day on my Instagram, just like, I think I was just like going for a ride and just jamming out and playing my music and in my Jeep. And I just shared like, I'll share with you guys in a couple days why I can do this and feel zero freaking guilt, zero holding up big fat zero, zero mom guilt, zero guilt of family, home, mom, like all those other roles but that I can be fully present in it and enjoy the hell out of it for myself. And, you know, quite a few people were just like, yes, please. Yes, share that. And even though it's conversation that happens often and it, we always kind of come back to it in some form of like mom guilt or, you know, it's selfish and this and that, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to share about it. Um, but I just, last week, my that's where my head was at. And that's what I do. Like, where where's my head? Where's my heart? That's what we're sharing. And even if we were taking time off of here and not being here on the podcast, um, that's how my social is. So um, there was a name change on my social um, over, I don't know, the last year or so. It was kind of in preparation of launching my first book. Um, so if you listen to the podcast and maybe you're not on social or... Um, you were just following what was the podcast page, um, share everything in one place. Like this is me, this is all of me. And my book is there. My life is there. Uh, clothing for the raw collection of the book is there. Um, talking about taking on new clients, everything is there. It's one place. And unless it's on my website, right. (laughs) Um, or talking about it here, but, um, everything is over there. Instagram is raw free found And, um, I want to share today about that. I want to, you know, about the conversation of being in the car and, uh, just feeling no guilt with that because I, you know, I've shared before in previous episodes. Um, but if you listened or if not just a tiny little itty bitty quick reminder or kind of like refresher, um, my son is 12. And when I, after I first had him, 
and I went to the doctor just like, I'm not right, right? Like, I don't, I don't feel right. I don't feel good. I don't feel like me. And I knew that the thoughts I was having and the words I was saying and the way I felt was not me. And it was a side of myself that was not healthy, right? And that took me a, a really long time to be able to get to that place. And this saint of a woman, this angel on earth said to me, well, you're going crazy. Of course, you're going crazy. When was the last time that you were away from your son? And it was at that appointment. And she's like, you spent so many years doing things for yourself or by yourself, whether you're you know, married or not, like you still have alone time, you still had an identity and you still did things of like, hey, I feel like getting a coffee. I feel like getting a pedicure. I feel like walking around Target. The simple things that were just gone because I didn't know how to handle if he freaked out in a grocery store or freaked out, you know, I should say in Target, right? Like I did the grocery trips, but then couldn't wait to get out of that store. And then um, so many times I would leave with a full cart and be like, I'm going to put this right here and I'll come back because it was just so, the anxiety was so crazy. It was so stressful, right? And it was just like, I don't know how to get through this. And it was because I wasn't taking those moments to connect to myself and like calm the F down and just like, right? By myself, I wasn't doing those moments. It was constantly like, How can I make this? How can I do this? And because it was my firstborn, of course, of course, there was the pressure of like, when is he sitting? When is he doing this? Oh my God, what kind of food is he eating? Oh my God, he's not breastfed. Oh my, just, and that was heavy. That's so heavy for a new mom, whether you're 25, whether you're 16, whether you're 35. It's like, and you know, you learn as the children go on and as new ones and, you know, you you just like kind of just chill out a little bit. But that moment she taught me and she said, your prescription today is, I want you to have at least 30 minutes to just find some type of alone time where you're completely alone, not in a different room, not, um, you know, just away, but like, because your body and your mind know that the baby's there. So it was 30 minutes. And I remember the exact car I had. I remember the exact place that we lived. We had a one bedroom apartment and we gave the baby the bedroom so that he could have a nursery and turn the dining room into our bedroom because we're like, who cares? It's just us. And I remember like my, my mom SUV and (laughs) going out and just being like, I'm just going to be gone for a half an hour. And like feeling that stress and feeling the guilt and, but then over time, like how that felt. And so I never stopped doing that. Yes, there were moments where, like I said, they were short. Um, You know, there was definitely times with my second child where I could not be away from her for too long, but it still had to happen for a tiny little bit once a week. And so I connect that to today of This is something where I truly feel an expert in this area and I feel comfortable and confident sharing that with you because my son is 12, my daughter is six. This is something that has been non-negotiable and this has been my therapy and my healing and my deep connection to self for over a decade. So I want to bring you to the mom guilt and why I feel zero of it now. The idea that we have the idea that we have of what a mother is, 
are you ready for this, is fake. The idea that we have of what a mother is, for most, if not all of us, are some idea from like 1940. I mean, she, you know, I share this with my clients who are struggling with mom guilt and struggling with this idea of like wanting to be the perfect mom. What the hell is the perfect mom? That's like the perfect person, the perfect guy, the perfect relationship, the perfect job. I mean, what is perfect? But the mom idea that we have is she's like in an apron. She's always smiling. She's always tender. She's never yelling. She's always cooking. She's always cleaning. She's always making sure that, you know, you're, she's checking in on your homework. Your meals are hot. She's always happy. She's always planning. She knows everyone's birthdays. The list goes on and on. The idea of what we have, of what a mother is, is what screws us up in the first place. That is not real. And even if that mother looks that way, I want you to really think about how she feels when she closes the door at night. When she is in the shower alone and knows that the door is locked and she feels like this is it. This is what she does. And while it's fulfilling and while she feels purposeful and while she feels like this is, you know, what she was created to do because I was her. I absolutely get it. I wanted that since I was a tiny, small girl. And so I always felt fulfilled in that role and purpose in that role, you know, being the Pinterest mom, being constantly involved, making all the baby food, doing all those things. But you have to start opening up to the idea of what happens when that purpose doesn't live there any longer. What happens when that purpose and that fulfillment doesn't need you anymore? What will you have? Who will you be, right? So I want to take this into an even deeper level of the idea that we have of what a mother is screwing us up. It's not just about now, but this too. That idea that I had of what a mother should be is the reason why I felt a void in my life or I felt unloved at certain times simply because what we are taught that mothers are supposed to be doing all things selfless and that's honorable and that's love. And so when my own mother didn't fulfill those roles and didn't do all those things like leave it to Beaver's mom or Full House's dad, right? <laughs> Whatever. It was like, oh, so I, I, I feel a hole and I don't feel loved. And then comparison as a young girl, young child creeps in and it's all based off of fake shit. Does that make sense? So then you go, then you go into the next layer. You get older and then you're screwed up because then you're like, well, I'm supposed to be this mother. I'm supposed to be that. I've heard it. I've said it myself and I hear it all the time. I'm going to be the mother that I didn't have. Okay. Absolutely. Take things that, that made you feel loved and clear the things that didn't make you feel loved. But going into it with already that energy of like, I'm going to do something because this didn't happen or whatever it is, instead of just trying to feel fulfilled to have love all around, not have this idea of what you're supposed to be. 
that's where all those years, I mean, there was so much battling conversation on Facebook of like working mothers, stay at home mothers. I remember years where women would bicker back and forth underneath, like in, in my comments, I wasn't entertaining this. I wasn't (laughs) really part of it, but there was women, there's conversation and it's like, well, don't forget about us over here. You know, we're doing this and we're doing that. And it's like, yes, sister. Yes. Like no one's mad at you. Everybody, everybody is just doing their thing and they're working through their own idea of what a mother was supposed to be to them when they were a child or what they're supposed to be now as a mother. So because Corrine, my individual self, no longer existed, do you know what happened? Is years later, she came flying out because her ass couldn't take it no more. She came like a wrecking ball, comes flying out because she's like, I just want to be alive. I just want to feel something. I don't want to be in this anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And everyone's like, I don't understand. But you love everything. You love your life. You love everything. Whole different subject. But think about the woman that all of a sudden divorces and everyone's like, but wait a second. Because she just kept it in, held it down, routine, autopilot. Here's this. Here's your food. Here's this conversation. And then one day comes flying out like a wrecking ball. That's what happens to us as mothers as well. So that's why there's so much power in working on this now while your children are two, five, ten, growing, right, in the womb and being able to understand we get to learn how to regulate that and we get to unlearn those things that we don't want to carry and we get to learn how to understand what's truth and what's lies and what holds no value, what holds no truth. And here's the other part. There are certain stages to parenting. And I always say now, like, we're in stage two. There's independence. I don't fully, fully feel like the extent of that because we're homeschooling parents. So where that independence would be like, oh, they're at school all day and then you're together for, you know, a couple hours at night and on the weekends, that really does bring a lot of independence. And we chose this very personal uh, lifestyle. And so that means like we're around each other, you know, a lot of the time, (laughs) all the time. But the difference of the feeling, and it's the feeling of when I say zero guilt, what I feel when I'm sharing in my stories those days is I did my time. I did my time. I gave every dripping ounce of myself. And now I get to do that for me and for them. Because arriving to my children as a deluded self isn't really doing anything for anybody. And this is what I mean by that. If we're never nourishing ourselves, if we are just always pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring, and eventually that is just completely empty and like parched and just like nothing, nothing is in there. Then we're coming to everything that we're doing. We're arriving at these places, these conversations, these hugs, these playing times on the floor together or gaming with your kid that's into gaming or dolls with your daughter. But you're arriving to that place feeling like you are dehydrated and just drained and empty. 
So what's, what's the option? What's another route? Taking a day a week, an hour, two hours, five hours, a night, whatever you can do to connect to yourself, to feel who you are, what you like, what you want to do and not what you have to do, what's required of you. But if you just want to sit in that car for an hour, I spent many years just sitting in a car with my Starbucks, people watching and just quiet, maybe even background noise music or blasting music sometimes. But we've seen it before, like Connect the dots to the memories of seeing things in those years, in those baby years and toddler years of like, hey, mama, sitting in the parking lot with your coffee, just waiting and sitting there because it's quiet and because you know when you go in, it's going to be crazy and chaotic. I see you. Hey, mama, just sitting in the parking lot and the baby's in the car seat and the baby fell asleep and you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'll go grocery shopping tomorrow. Because when I, open this door and this baby starts screaming, then everything goes to shit like that. And no, that's not coming from an unloving place. Your baby is not negative. You're not negative, but you're allowed to feel those things. It's okay. It's normal. It's, it's more rare to not, right? But having these conversations and listening and learning from someone who can tell you So what's a different way? What's a different version of myself that I can do right now? Because I can't fully become this other version of myself that I want to be right now. I, I don't have enough time or I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. This is my focus. This is my phase. It's phase one of parenting and it requires every ounce of me. Yes, it does. But if that's 100 ounces, you can just give one of those to yourself per week. Okay, so I hope you just take that. I hope you take that and I hope you do something with it and let me know.